0: Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla, along with Alex Regla, with you on a Tuesday. Alex, season over. Exit interviews over. Head coaching rumors just getting started. What's up, man? Doing well,
1: man. I'm just uh, soaking all in these rumors. And uh, I I knew it was going to happen. I knew we were going to go into the offseason with like a bunch of news hitting right away. But I was not expecting after literally the second after the game, uh, it would start. Yeah, that Woj bomb. So, uh, yeah, it's somehow still caught me by surprise.
0: I would like to say, A, it's not Woj's fault. And also, B, it's very much Woj's fault of the timing of it. He knew exactly what he was doing. So people I'm not defending the Lakers whatsoever. I assume that there's no, this is my assumption. There's no way Vogel didn't know he was going to be fired by the time that game was over. Like, so when he said in the press conference, I haven't heard shit. It's like, yeah, cause I'm not going to tell you guys about it and talk about it right now. You know, I think that's the way that's the way I took it. I'm not defending the Lakers by any means. I know that people are ripping them for not having any class for Woj for assuming that Vogel found out via that tweet, which I would be very surprised if he already didn't know. Um, but Woj, I mean, he knew what he was doing. He tweeted at the moment that, the, like that game went to overtime and he still waited for that game to go to overtime to tweet it. It wasn't like some executive was like, you know what? This game right here, this win, our first win streak since since January, that's going to get him fired. You know what I mean? Like it just, the timeline doesn't make sense in my head.
1: He didn't need a, a tweet to let him know that his job was in jeopardy, right? Exactly. He's known for the last, maybe honestly, really, since they didn't offer him an extension, he's probably known that uh, by the end of the year, if things didn't work out, he probably wasn't going to be the coach. So I don't think that was news to him. I think maybe he, he took um, some frustration about how he found out through a tweet, basically because he won a championship with his team. He might have wanted to hear it uh, face-to-face, and that's totally fair. But, I mean, that's kind of how news breaks in the NBA and in sports. More often than not, like, these reporters break things before um, players know. People right. share tweets, and that's what happens.
0: Right, right. And, I mean, you know, the tweets came on Monday declaring it official, and then the press release came out. So, whatever. I mean, the, listen, Frank Vogel, I think, he, I think he's smart enough to know that he wasn't going to be coaching the L.A. Lakers next year. That's kind of my point. You know, I think he's he wasn't blindsided by that report. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I think both of us knew that last week that we would be talking about a new head coach. I even said like he may not, he may be fired the last two games of the season. Uh-huh. They wasn't. Um, they actually won the final two games of the season, and it was probably one of the most exciting games of the Lakers' season. And the final <laughs> one, you know, to see uh, Austin Reeves and Malik Monk go like that, and then Mac. McGlung to finish the season on a reverse dunk. Like it was like, where, what, where was this all year? So just a, a very, uh, I'm very relieved. The season is officially over Mm -hmm. and I'm very not optimistic, but I am curious to see what this off season will look like. And I guess that kind of takes us straight into what we're going to talk about today, which is who's going to be the next Lakers head coach. I think there's going to take time to figure out a roster obviously when you have, I think Russell Westbrook punched his ticket out of LA yesterday during his exit interviews. I don't know how you bring that guy back after everything that he just said, taking zero accountability. Other than that, you got free agency. You got, it sounds like Malik Monk wants to come back. Kendrick Nunn said he's going to pick up the player option. So there are, there will be some similar pieces here. Um, But the first thing that I think we're going to knock out is a head coach.
1: Yeah. I think during it was uh, during Rob's um, exit interview or just his little press conference he held, I think he mentioned that ideally they would have a new head coach before the draft. Mm-hmm. And that might not be what happens. The timetable might shift. You know, they might suppose we, all the reports are saying they're going to interview a lot of people, which they usually do. Last time they hired a coach, they did interview quite a few candidates before they landed on Vogel. They've even made offers to a few candidates before they right. landed on Vogel. So um, ideally you would want the head coach in before that stuff happens because you need to have the front office and head coach be on the same page. And that was something this year. It seemed like they were not,
0: I'm not sure if they ever were Now looking back kind of makes it seem like they never were. It kind of just seems like Vogel made it happen that, that bubble season somehow. And they ended up winning a championship just because they had this established roster that was kind of already there, but I don't think that Rob Polinka is going to go out and hire someone that he's going to work closely with. I think that what I took from the exit interviews is Rob Polinka wanted to make it seem like he's on a man on a mission. That's going to fix this team himself. Like, and part of that is I'm going to bring in my head coach. I'm going to bring in my players. I'm going to draft who I had, who I want. And it just, that's the way I made it seem to me. I don't know how familiar people people are with. I'm going to do a comparison with baseball and here in San Diego, the Padres have this incredibly expensive roster like the Lakers do the Padres missed out on the playoffs last season. Like the Lakers did the Padres fired their head coach like mm-hmm. the Lakers did, and the Padres kept their general manager slash VP of baseball operations like the Lakers did. I think the Padres are a very, very similar exact thing that the Lakers are right now, and the way I, the reason I bring it up is because now we have somebody to blame specifically if it doesn't work out next year. Polinka can't throw a coach under the bus anymore. Mm-hmm. Polinka can't throw a roster under the bus anymore. Same thing here in San Diego. This GM can't throw anybody else under the bus when you're going through head, we already picked your head coach. You already picked your roster. It's all on you now, buddy. So I think Polinka is approaching it with that mentality. Now I hope I'm wrong. I hope that what you're saying is more correct. He needs to find an individual that will work with him hand in hand, get this thing together. Because clearly when the GM thinks one thing and the head coach thinks another thing and the, the GM brings this roster and he's like, make it happen. Clearly it hasn't worked the past two seasons.
1: That's a great point. Uh, and if you think about just the last two seasons alone, there's been a lot of scapegoats, right? There's injuries was a big one for last year. Um, this year's injuries, again, the roster and Russell Westbrook was a big one. Frank Vogel was another big one. And obviously Polinka's felt a lot of heat and stuff. But like you said, like he can throw those guys in front of the bus a lot easier than like the other way around. The player can't throw Polinka in front of the bus, right? right. Polinka has the power. In terms of making those basketball decisions. Well, Russ can. Yeah. (laughs) Russ can do whatever he wants at this point, it seems like. So, um, but yeah, like Polinka, if he doesn't really nail this offseason, or if he's still here, it sounds like he's going to be here if he, you know, he's in front of the camera and stuff like that. But if he doesn't nail the coach hiring, he doesn't nail the roster moves, like he has to be in front of the bus like in terms of the next guy who who feels the heat.
0: I thought it was very interesting that he brought up the Bus Brothers into the decision making. I think that we could be seeing that those two names, those brothers pop up more. Did you notice
1: the, the first name he mentioned before the Bus Brothers? Kurt. Kurt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I think listen, you we can gripe on it all we want. It is what it is at this point. You're just going to have to accept the fact that the Rambis have a lot of say in this organization. And and what I mean and what I mean by Rob Polinka's getting all the blame. I don't see Kirk Kurt Rambis going anywhere. It's just, I, I think Jeannie's way too close to that, to them mm-hmm. to really just fire them. I, I don't see her doing that, but um, I think that the bus brothers, I don't know. Okay. So the bus brothers, it's weird because how much credit do we give them for all these guys? They keep finding in the draft. Like, do they get credit? Do they have a head scout that gets credit that I'm unaware of? Do they have like a scouting department? Like, don't the bus brothers run the scouting right now? So, yeah. So,
1: what I'm not sure both brothers exactly what their roles are. I think one of them that one used to help run South Bay, which was a big um, breeding ground for finding guys. And then, but basically, they're a lot of people point towards them before it was. Uh, Ryan West, when he was a Laker in the organization, Jerry West's son, he was another guy in the scouting department that helped. Um, They have like a great track record of finding these guys. And you would, a lot of fans have kind of held out hope that these guys would be in line to help run the basketball operations because they've shown they can find the right under the radar guys to make an impact where when it comes to like Rob Planka, the better minimums those are the ones that are working out it's the guys like Austin Reeves like Malik mm-hmm. Monk like Stanley Johnson Wendy Gabriel all these guys weren't supposed to really be on the roster or in the rotation but they were just found and they're the guys who made the biggest impact
0: it's also like going back to that that podcast we did um was it Eric Pincus that broke down all the the the, missed, yeah. fail, the failings that they've had um and all the players that they drafted that they found that they just gave up you know guys like that. You know, that could be the bus brothers. I don't really know. Um, So it, I think that if I'm a betting man, Rob Polinka will be front and center. Rob Polinka will be the one speaking. Rob Polinka will be the one talking about the head coach. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think he's going to have a hundred percent say in everything? No. But do I think he's going to come off that way? Yes, uh, because it's his job. And I think he, he, he has to be aware that his job is on the line. if if the Lakers have another failed season, like they just had, you can't bring them back. You can't go back to back seasons in this organization. It might work elsewhere, but in this organization, you can't do that. So when it comes to a head coach, the names are interesting. (laughs) And what I mean by the names, it's not necessarily what is reported because there are already names that you've heard that have been reported, right? Mm -hmm. The, the, Phil Jackson name has been thrown out there. Has
1: that been thrown out?
0: I've seen it in some things. Oh, wow. Okay. The, well, because, you know, Phil Jackson popped up in like the last week of the season at a I game. Know. So people start connecting the dots. Anyways, uh, the, the, uh, the Nick, the Quinn Snyder was the first name, right? Obviously you have David Fisdale on the team who coached the team for about two weeks while Frank was out. And now Nick nurse is a clutch client, but now you're looking at the odds of, and the names that are on this <laughs> very long list of names for the odds. And some of these names are not reported. The first one is let's start there. Plus 200, the favorite, the favorite to be the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers next season. Mark Jackson. Yes. Mark Jackson, the ABC NBA color commentator, the former coach of the Warriors is the favorite to be the next head coach of the Lakers. And on top of that, we do have a report, according to Sam Amick of the Athletic, LeBron James is quote very enthused by the idea of Jackson as the Lakers head coach. Regla, are you? <laughs> uh,
1: no, not at all. And um, yeah, that that report caught me off guard today because yesterday we got that trio of the top of the list would be guys like Nurse, Snyder, even Juwan Howard, and I thought like, right. okay. That's a pretty good starting like point. If those are the three names you're going to try to target, okay. It seems like, again, they're going to be targeting the right people. Like I can live with any of those three. But then this Mark Jackson one just kind of took me totally off guard, and I kind of had to reread the, the report twice to, to see where this noise was coming from. And, yeah, it's just very surprising. And I'm not sure exactly um, where that comes from. He's not a guy who's been coaching Uh, in general like he hasn't he's been on color telecast he's been on ABC like you said like this isn't a guy who's recently shown a track record of winning to say like okay we could turn to this guy to fix things so I'm not sure outside of just friendships or relationships where the interest comes from outside of outside of just LeBron saying um, that guy I'd want to play for
0: I'm not even aware of players publicly like admiring him you know so like everyone i have i have i i do a show that you guys that during the day and my co-host was even like mark jackson is exactly the kind of guy that lebron and anthony davis need he's a former player he would command respect and i'm like i have not heard any of this ever like if he was such a hot commodity how come he hasn't coached in exactly nine years Is he just waiting for the right moment? Is this the right moment? Like, you know what I mean? Like this, does this train wreck is the right moment? Um, If I remember correctly, Alex, like uh, he left and the Warriors won the next year. So I don't understand basically the excitement that LeBron, let's just assume that Sam Amick is correct, which I always will. Yeah. So I don't understand maybe because LeBron, he'll just listen to LeBron. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to run an offense. You run an offense. You know, I just, I do feel that Vogel tried to implement something and nobody bought in. And maybe they're looking for a pushover. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I have no
1: idea. And it's funny because I was thinking, when's the last time the Lakers hired? a coach that um, LeBron wanted because he wanted Ty Lu, was mm-hmm. the last basically coach. Right.
0: But they wanted and, to give him like the Vogel contract, which he's like, sure. I'm not taking that. Yeah.
1: And I remember those reports saying they didn't really hire Ty Lu because they were afraid of the perception that we were hiring a LeBron coach. Right. 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 So I wonder if, I don't know if this LeBron's going to be a free agent soon, maybe they have to kind of do what he wants. I don't know. But it's again, it just kind of, it's a bit, it's a bit disappointing after that first wave of names came out. That was like, okay, these are, these are names I can get behind. And then just a Mark Jackson just throws, I don't know, throws water on that.
0: Yeah. I listen, I don't know anything about what Mark Jackson is currently as, as a, as a person, as a basketball coach, I listen to him on TV. That's, you know, it's almost like a Gruden hire to me. Like, I'm not very
1: impressed by him on TV either though. Like he does not really add a lot of insight to the game. Is there
0: like a lot of like breakdowns, you know, he doesn't go down as one of the best analysts in base in basketball. He he doesn't, you know, sit in front of a, in a studio. And like, he literally is, is one of the guys that he's just does games. He doesn't even show up on shows to talk about basketball. He's not, he's not a multifaceted person. Like unless I'm, unless I don't watch any ESPN, I don't see him anywhere. Outside of a basketball game. So no one's calling and be like, Hey, let's talk about the games and break them down for us. He's more of a mama. There goes that man. Wow. <laughs> look what's happening in front of me. Oh my God. You know, it doesn't really. So yeah, that name does nothing for me. It really doesn't do. No, and, yeah. and I really am curious to see or to hear what Laker fans would think about that. Like are Laker fans would the Laker fans be excited about that. Is that something that you think?
1: Like again, like it's tough to kind of gauge everyone or lump everyone in the same boat as maybe like what I think. But again, I what does he bring? Like even when Vogel was signed, right? He wasn't the sexiest hire. Other play, other a lot of fans wanted Ty Lue, but at least when Vogel came in, you kind of had the reputation. Okay, at least he can play teach defense, right? right? Like at least we know what he can do, what he can provide, and that's something that's a good starting point. And he had a lot of success with those Indiana teams, right? Mm-hmm. Mark Jackson comes in again, like the biggest thing he's maybe known for his coaching career is um, he left and the Warriors immediately got good. Right. So right. outside of that, no, it doesn't really, um, I it wouldn't excite me, uh, but again, I can't speak for all Laker friends. And, and if they are excited, I really wonder what they are excited for in terms of what their rationale
0: is. Yeah. Do you think that, we should bring up this thread that we talked about off air. We could again. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, it goes along with it. it. I don't know how much of this you want to bring it to a fact that it was four years ago. Uh, a gentleman by the name of B. Alex Wolf, um, who's the editor in chief of locked on, locked on Knicks. Did a, was it like a six part thread? It's eight part thread. Oh, it was like 16 parts. Oh my God. It just keeps going of why the Knicks shouldn't hire Mark Jackson. And I will just say, I just liked the thread. So if you want to read it all for yourself, you can go to my likes on Twitter and see for yourself. Uh, it is, um, there's a lot in there, dude. There's a lot of in there that are, that's questionable. That is debatable. That would is eyebrow raising that would put out But at the end of the day, How much of this do you think the Lakers and the players care about?
1: I was going to say, like, Jason Kidd didn't have a great track record when they were pretty close to signing him as head coach, if not signing him for the highest paid assistant job in the league. And he had a lot of baggage, too, in terms of coaching and off the court. So they've shown a track record of not really paying a lot of attention to stuff like this. Right.
0: So there was a reason number one whatever. That doesn't seem that crazy to me, but the John Stockton thing, number two, he, uh, had an affair with a stripper and was extorted over new photos. Uh, he took Steph Curry to his, to his church to heal his sprained ankle with magic oil. Uh, warriors owner, Joe Lacob said after firing him, that all 200 plus employees hated him. Uh, (laughs) uh, when, uh, he was building the warriors. He insisted that Jerry West n- stay away from practices. We all know what that does here in Laker land When you tell Jerry West to get out, um, <laughs> it's I'm a lengthy, sorry, dude. It, like it a, a very lengthy. some of these are more, like, just, but I think yeah. I, I should have just stopped at the, the ankle one. Cause that is, I mean, dude, maybe they'll hire him to take LeBron and AD there.
1: And they need all the injury help they can get. Listen,
0: I'm making a joke, but hey, if it works for Steph, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right, so he's just the first one. We can go on and on about, about Mark Jackson being the next coach. <laughs> to uh, which, dude, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't no, surprise not at all.
1: Me. Honestly, I joke about it, but at this point, no, it would not surprise me.
0: But if he does have any reserve magic oil. Polinka should go buy all that up because you're going to need it with Anthony Davis. And by the way, LeBron James saying he, he's out four to six weeks. He just assessed himself. Hey, I'm out for, if it wasn't for the end of the season, I'd be out four to six weeks. So I wonder how much of that is true. If the Lakers don't make the play in, if, if the Lakers make the play in, is LeBron playing.
1: So is that April fool's tweet? Just a fact. Like he wasn't joking. No, he around. played
0: the, he played on that but day. He was done. Like, he played that day. and yeah, jinxed I mean, himself. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so Mark Jackson plus two hundred. Nick Nurse plus mm. three fifty. Now, why is Nick Nurse plus three fifty? He's the head coach of the Raptors. The Raptors are a good team. He's a, he won a championship there. He's going to go down as a Toronto legend. Mm-hmm. The Raptors are the five seed. They're taking on the Sixers. I mean, the Six the Raptors are a good team. He's
1: under contract for a few more years.
0: Why like is he agent. number two? Well, he's a clutch client. That's why. <laughs>
1: And he's like you said, and he's a great coach. Like that, those are the types of guys he target. The only thing, like, like I said, he is under contract. You, Lakers can't just go sign him. They at the first ask for permission to even have conversations with him. through Toronto. It's going to be tampering charges again. And if they want to sign him, um, they have to add some compensation. I think right. they would have to trade draft picks for him and they don't Which have that draft picks left.
0: You imagine the Lakers trade away their 27, 29 first rounders for a head coach. I would what it
1: takes. Like, didn't for yeah. Doc Rivers, didn't the Clippers trade, Um, I believe, at least the first, if not two. Oh, I'll look they? that up.
0: Because there's been no not a lot
1: of trades for coaches. I think that last one might have been the Doc Rivers trade.
0: It's interesting. Um, I don't know, to be totally honest with you.
1: And you know what? Doc Rivers was around, like...
0: Oh, yeah. 20, 2015 NBA first round. Unprotected first round wow. pick. Yeah, but they gave him like the whole, the reins to the whole franchise. Mm.
1: And you know what? Like Nick Nurse, that's the thing. Like, I, I know we're going to talk about it, but any new head coach coming in, like, how excited are they going to be? Obviously, it's Lakers. They're still prestigious with that. But like, how they saw what happened with Frank Vogel, how he was straight. That whole press conference at the end. Um, how excited are these coaches going to be to jump on board, leave winning organizations like a Quinn Snyder with Utah? Uh, Nick nurse of Toronto and come in and have to answer to guys like Rob Planka, Kurt Rambis, have them maybe even sit in during their coaches meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not very appealing.
0: Yeah. It felt like the uh, championship that Frank Vogel won doesn't feel it is. They gave him, it made, it meant nothing as far as how they treated him. They might've even tried t- treated him worse after, you know, like the sec- the year after the championship, they had what five weeks off. I'm trying to, it was like a super short season, like right after that. And then the Lakers were still, despite not having LeBron and AD, I think they won 46 games last year. If I'm not mistaken, like they were a decent team and they still treated them like, like shit, (laughs) which is like, yeah. So you're right. My point being is if I'm Nick nurse and if I'm a Toronto legend, I probably don't pay for a meal in this, in that city. I have a contract. I have a good team. Am I going to throw it all away to come to LA? Like is LeBron and AD that attractive as attractive as it were three years ago? I don't think so. I don't think LeBron and AD have the, I don't think LeBron has the same clout that he had a year ago. I think that the, the LeBron factor with the whole rumors of clutch around, maybe not for Nick nurse, but the whole clutch thing, the whole rich Paul thing, the whole, how much power does he have? I would say that the LeBron selling point is at its lowest it's ever been.
1: It's never been easy to be LeBron's head coach. Obviously you want that job because he's one of, if not the best player in the league and of history. So there there's, again, there's a lot of appeal in coaching him, but a lot of coaches, um, there's reasons why he goes through a lot of coaches, right? Like it's rare that he has a coach for multiple years. So right. Yeah, I think there's a good and bad with both of that and with AD and with all the pressures that come with coaching the Lakers. He's, whoever's coming in to be the head coach is coming in knowing they don't have a lot of draft picks coming up. They don't have a lot of salary cap coming up. Um, no idea what the roster is going to look like. Russell Westbrook might just be back, and that's another person they right. might have to try to manage. And on top of that, a front office who is shaky at best, um, there's a lot of reasons why it may not be easy to go after <laughs> one of those big names and maybe why a guy like Mark Jackson's popping up. I don't know where, but, yeah. um, yeah,
0: well, let's go through the rest of it. And we don't have to analyze every single one. I just want to go through the rest of it. And then you tell me which ones stand out to you, which ones do you think are realistic and which ones make you excited? And I'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Fisdale, doc rivers, Mike Brown, Juwan Howard, Quinn Snyder. Sam Cassell, Kenny Atkinson, Steve Clifford, Terry Stotts, John Calipari, Stan Van Gundy, (laughs) Becky Hammond, Jay Wright, Mike Krzyzewski, Phil Jackson, LeBron James on the list. LeBron is plus 15,000. The fact that he's even on this list might be a joke, but still the fact that he's on this list is hilarious Um, and telling. So of all the names I just read you, any of them? Stand out to you as, yeah, that looks real good.
1: Outside of the guys we talked about, Nurse and Snyder, I've heard good things about Juwan Howard. Uh, again, I don't watch a lot of college basketball, um, but it sounds like he did really well. Um, the last time the Lakers were interviewing head coaches, he was one of the coaches they interviewed. And supposedly he did really well, mm-hmm. and he left a really good impression. Um, he has Michigan ties, obviously. Supposedly him and Plinker are close. So that's a name definitely Laker fans should probably have high on their list was in terms Rob, of. And my mistaken? it was
0: Rob Polinka on the. Fab he was team. on that team. Okay.
1: So that, yeah. Um,
0: that makes a lot of sense now. Huh?
1: Yeah. So again, if Rob Polinka is going to be the guy making the moves. Um, yeah. that That's definitely a name. I, I probably will hear a lot more about coming up. Yeah. Um, I I mean, Sam Cassell. I heard some good things uh, as an assistant and stuff like that. Um,
0: Terry, I think at this point, do you agree with me that at this point you need an established coach? Like, yeah, you need an established coach. You need a big name. I don't think Quinn Snyder would do would do it here. I think you're looking at Quinn Snyder as another Frank Vogel. I genuinely believe that. I don't think Quinn Snyder comes in here and demands. I don't think he's won anything with the Nuggets. Where you're going to be like, damn. Like, if anything. Have the Nuggets underachieved? Maybe I don't know. Just like throwing that out there. So I think Quinn Snyder does a personally nothing for me. If you're gonna do this, Alex, if you're gonna if if Rob Plink is on a prove it deal, let's just assume, right? This is like he has to win this year. LeBron's coming back, AD's coming back. I think he need, he needs to go for the fences. I genuinely okay. believe Who he has that to go
1: then? for. The, Who, who's going?
0: For I think uh, I Nick think nurse. Nick Nurse would be swinging for the fences. I think. I think something even like a Juwan Howard or even as crazy as John Calipari, something like that. Like honestly, something like that, something where the players can look at it and be like, all right. You know, like, and maybe there is a guy on this list that I just don't, you know, I, who know. if Mark Jackson, if LeBron is enthused by Mark Jackson, he should be enthused by everybody on this list.
1: <laughs> another, another thing like you, as you, that you brought up a great point. Like they have, whoever they bring in, it's, it can't be someone the players are just going to, step all over. Right. right. Um, another thing, Joan Howard does bring, he was a teammate of LeBron's. Um, not sure Miami. how close they were. So, but again, that's another box he checks. And the more we talk a little bit about Jawan, he
0: that's starts clicking in the head. It huh? starts
1: clicking. And, and yeah. you those boxes do need to be checked. Another, another name, maybe doc rivers. I'm not no. the biggest doc rivers fan. Stay,
0: stay away from me, please. but
1: that's been a name that's been floated around quite a bit. Um, uh, everyone else, I, again, I'm not sure it'd be the best fit for this team in terms of what they need. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: He signed a five year extension at Michigan, which means there's a buyout there or there's a buyout clause. Um, but he's only making about $2 million a year. So the Lakers can easily offer him more than in that. In theory, they, <laughs> they don't like to spend that much money on their coach. Well, the Lake, listen, the Bus family, they're under the microscope now, too. OK, because, you know, they we had the whole issue with Jim and then Jeannie took over and there was success relatively quickly after that. At least there was like a building block after that. You know, we had players that we've spoken about before that we're building towards something. And then here came LeBron as a gift. You traded for AD, which was basically like already done for you. And but now I would say the microscope is heavy, heavy on Jeannie and her spending. That is, that is there now. That is a talking point now. It is something they cannot run away from anymore. So to say that they don't like to or they don't want to, go for it. Do it. But that will get called out now. It's already starting to get called out this year because of the Caruso thing. Yes. So you're right, man. They're not big spenders. But if the reason – and we find out everything with the Lakers. If the reason why they didn't get Juwan Howard is they didn't want to pay his buyout clause and offer him $5 million a year – We're going to find out. We'll hear about it. We'll hear about it for sure.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And as we talk about Palinka Vogel, the spending power and the tax, that's a legitimate reason why the team is the way it is this year. Uh, There's been enough reports singling that was the reason for Caruso, perhaps even with DeRozan, perhaps with other players and trades. So, um, yeah, I, I think this team does need to put a little more emphasis on be willing to spend in specific areas and the Tai Lu I think situation was one of the first signs of that where they try to sign him to uh below market value and we've seen right. the success he's had elsewhere. Yeah. So it really needs to be wise with like treating and compensating people better. I-, I think.
0: Yeah. That's a good way of saying it. That is a very good way of saying it. And I I think that they need to just Spend like they're the Lakers and, you know, and we're watching dude at the same time what sucks. Yes. It's a fictionalized show, but we're watching winning time and we're watching everything that Jerry Buss went through to make this team a real contender. And it's just like, I, it doesn't feel like there's anywhere near that right now. Like the, the want to make this team great just doesn't feel like it because of the spending, because of the rumors, because of the lack of accountability, because of everything. It just doesn't feel that way. And it's just a really, it's a perfect timing for that show to come out. I feel like to to see the rise of showtime Mm. and what it took as fictionalized as it may be, it just doesn't, it feels like we're miles away from that miles and miles away from that. So, yeah,
1: no, it's true. And I think there's a, a lot of people who look in the need to look in the mirror and a lot of people who need to take responsibility for the season that that was and the spending and the front office and ownership Everyone basically down from them to the players need to take some responsibility and um, they need to do a better job. this offseason. but it's not going to be easy. It's not like no. they can just go out and get who they want.
0: So I safe guess. to say Mark Jackson, Meh, Fizdale, Meh. you're, you're kind of open to the doc rivers idea. No, not really. <laughs> no, not really. Neither. I was
1: just mentioning him because again, he's another name uh, that's been floated.
0: At I, least at least Mark Jackson's like a wild swing. You know what I mean? Like at least Mark uh, Jackson, like I'll give them that. Like if they do it, they're doing, they're trying to do something that whether, Walt, <laughs> that even saying it out loud, doesn't even sound right to be honest. no. Yeah. I think that the list, it really doesn't start like Ju- Nick nurse. Yes. Juwan Howard. Yes. Cap- for real, for me, dude, like a Calipari or Jay, Wright, They do something for me because I feel like they would demand a little bit of respect and the, like, They've I don't know, man. those two names just do something for me, just personally. I just as first thought. Everybody else on this list, you're hiring another Frank Vogel to me.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure we're gonna get some more names. And, and yeah, yeah think, for sure. I forget who it was. I think it was Woj or it was Shams who said that they're gonna be watching the playoffs closely and seeing if a coach becomes available, they'd expect right. Uh someone underperforms.
0: Um and you know, at the moment, you're only fighting against the Kings for a head coach.
1: Yeah, that's a yeah, that's another thing they mentioned that a lot of people have coaches already. Yeah. Um, you it's gonna be you or the Kings, and the Lakers probably, even after the season they had, are probably still in a better position than the
0: Kings. So, yeah, the Kings are that, that beautiful streak of 16 seasons in a row without playoffs, which is just like what that's insane. But that's the Kings, yeah. So, you're fighting against the Kings at the moment. We'll see if any of these if these playing teams fire their coach or if other uh, coach quits or resigns or retires, you never know. But at the moment it should be like the Lakers get their choice of available candidates.
1: I know it's early. I know it's early, but if, if it does not have to be this list, it could be this list or or others you have in, in, in mind, who would you say is the favorite? Like who would you put money on to be the next head coach off of this list?
0: Mark Jackson. Really? That the fact, the fact that there's already already anonymous sources quoting that LeBron is enthused about it, yeah. Oh, Mark that comes me
1: out. I did not yeah. expect you to say Mark Jackson.
0: Yeah. How about you, <sighs> Jawan?
1: Supposedly, you know, I I, I talk myself into Jawan. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Jawan. I would put money on. Supposedly, I didn't read or listen to the Spotify green room or whatever it was, but I guess Jake Fisher or someone. I think the accurate who who reported it, but I guess the report is Quinn Snyder isn't um, entirely like excited about the possibility of being the Lakers coach again. That's well, if the Jazz burn out in the playoffs again, I, I things change. But um, yeah, I, I think either him or Juwan would probably be guys I'd put money on.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Jazz do. What if the Jazz go on a run? Then no. You know, what if the Jazz go on a run with, and their are they and I think Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert hate each other, but what if they go on a run? And then you never know. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: this doesn't matter. Like you, if you're a Laker fan or the Lakers, you probably are hoping guys like or teams like Toronto, Utah lose early. That's, yeah, I mean, that selfishly, that's probably what you the best hope. It's you very have. possible that the Raptors lose in the first round of the Sixers. Utah's again has proven time after time to kind of burn out in the playoffs as well. So,
0: yep. Well, Alex, uh, plenty of time to discuss. That is for sure. But uh, as of today, the odds came out. The quote about LeBron and Mark Jackson came out. So we decided to talk about that today. Um, Sorry, just look down at baseball specs. I was watching the uh, Brandon Belt hit a bomb off you Darvish right now. Sorry, got distracted. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, There's nothing to predict, except I wish that the Lakers were in the playoffs. That would be nice. You know, you're looking at these matchups and... You know, you're looking at the, the Suns and the Grizzlies that surprise everybody, the Warriors, the Mavericks, the Jazz, and the Nuggets. And you're like, yeah, would have been nice, man. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. Playoffs are here and the Lakers are out. So Alex, we'll talk to everybody next week. We'll see what other rumors and things have happened in a week. Until then, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're listening. Uh, follow Alex on Twitter. He's going to do, be doing a lot of writing this offseason. At Alex M. Regla. You can catch his work at silverscreenandroll.com. I'm at alexpadia86. And Alex, talk to everybody next week.
1: Thank you, man.